All right. <laughs> hey. You okay, man? After, yes, sorry, I just swam here. <laughs> I've got so, webbed hands now. I've been down here for so long. Well, to be honest, the, how warm it is at the moment, I'm sweating as much as I should be underwater. It's a true story. So, anyway, for those who uh, are, aren't equated and joining us for the first time, my name is Matt Davis, Marketing and Community Manager here at Auric Digital, joined by my aquatic partner in crime. Matthew Walker, the audio person. Uh, what was that? Was it Sharky and George? Was that a TV oh, yeah. show with that had a? Gosh, I remember. It was that. an aquatic duo, wasn't it? I, it was. I remember that, and I I remember being sold by it purely because there was a, a shark in it. Yeah, and then but didn't really like the cartoon too much. <laughs> but the same was he a detective? Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I want to say I'm not, you're, I'm yeah. not assuming a shark's gender here or anything. But I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I did like though, and I can't quite remember the name. It might be Street Sharks. Oh, there was like a, there was a and they trio. were huge, yeah, like massive, burly. Kind of those are my gym goals. Yeah, right. Okay, they so were massive, my, yeah. my gym goals are the original uh, mega tribesmen from Hungary because <laughs> I went to Hungary and I saw these massive statues of these guys and they were all like super burly looking dudes. And then those guys, uh, yeah, shark gang shark gang shark gang <laughs> and the biker mice from mars oh my gosh <laughs> yeah that's that's the squad mice like from that's mars. the team like if you have any of those rolling with you you're going to be fine so you know my, my answer to that if we're mostly surrounding around uh 80s uh cartoons none of them unfortunately are kind of actually no that's an absolute lie some of them are aquatic based i know tmnt we, team oh yeah okay, right, okay yeah. My thing. i don't do acronyms <laughs> oh okay I think I got that right. Um, Ninja Turtles, Thundercats, what a theme tune yeah. with Ghostbusters with Eye Shadow. Okay. Uh, Stingray. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, Stingray. See, the reason we're talking fish based stuff, not yes. just because we've all gone mad, but That's true. Uh, we have a very special guest coming in today. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Mr. Tim Wicksteed. Bow, this bow, is bow. exciting. It is exciting because Tim is um, a very good games developer. He is based here in the Bristol Games Hub. Uh, and Tim is also uh, the creator, the developer of two games you may have heard of. The first one being Big Farmer, mm -hmm. uh, which is about running a pharmaceutical company, and then Mega Aquarium. Because <laughs> Mega Aquarium is very exciting because we at Auric Digital are doing the console port and we are going to be publishing this nice. game. We, it is nice. It's very nice. It's very cool. So we thought today would be a good idea to get Tim to come in, mm -hmm. have a chat with us about the game, his inspiration, where it came from, and then just some thoughts about it going on console. So, um, I'm really interested to know where an idea like this comes from. Like, yeah, is it was it something that he's been planning for his entire life? Or yeah, I'm it, Was it like a an epiphany moment or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how he came up with it because because the idea. So, for those who don't know, Mega Aquarium is. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but Mega Aquarium is an aquatic tycoon building game, and it. It's, it's very cool. Mm. It's very, 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 very cool. It's been doing all right. It's been doing uh, all right. It's been doing very well yeah. on Steam. Um, and we as a studio said to ourselves, that would be brilliant on a console. Tim, have you thought about doing it on a console? No, I have not. Or on digital. Well, well then let us do it for you, Tim. <laughs> Tim, okay, <laughs> and that's. I think that's how biz dev meetings go. <laughs> that, that, that sounded like the uh, the screenplay for Oroch Digital uh, or, or Mega Aquarium, the the movie. Oh, that would be right Oroch Digital, the publisher. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's the biz dev opening intro from stuff. So, um, but before we get into that, um, how's things? Good. Um, it sounds kind of silly to say because uh, this is a gaming podcast, but mm. I'm really enjoying playing games at the moment. And the really? reason I say that we we, we touched on is there uh, anything I, that's really piqued your interest at the moment um two things right two things um one 
I, I don't want to be the person that keeps bringing this up, but XCOM, like the reason I'm bringing, on. <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is because I was very excited about um, Phoenix Point later yeah. this year, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. the spiritual success yeah, 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 that yeah. Julian Gold, original designer, yeah. uh, John Brimhall, the original composer, who I met uh, and shared, hey, shared a cold <laughs> one with. Um, lovely guy. I, that, that unfortunately got delayed. Um, I, don't oh, know it, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. I, it was originally out in September. I think it's December now, right. 2019. So still very excited. It looked very formed when I saw it at uh, Reds. I mean, it's, it's very, very polished, but mm. maybe they just need a bit more polished. I don't know. Right. I, I mean, I'd rather it be delayed and be super polished, super bulletproof than yeah. something a bit haphazard. Anyway, so when that got delayed, I was a bit bummed. And I was like, oh, man. Um, so went on to Steam and just absolutely raided the workshop for right. mods. Oh, right. Okay. And my, my Steam, uh, sorry, my, my XCOM 2 playthrough now is, it's like a totally unplayable. different game. <laughs> it's unplayable, <laughs> full of bugs. No, no, no. I mean, some very simple things like, it's all mostly cosmetic. So female and male hairstyles. Right. You wouldn't believe how much of a freshness that adds really? to the game. Yeah. Um, of course, you've got the DLC. There's the, there's the Hunter DLC where yeah. you've now got um, enemy snipers and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Shen's last gift, which is also very, very good as a, yeah, yeah. As a side mission. Um, just loving it. Absolutely See, loving now, it. This is very interesting. This is probably an episode for a future podcast, but right. like mods in games, mm. like the importance of mods in games and yeah. how mods work, because like it has been something quite fascinating so i play a little hearts of iron 4 right right and there are loads of mods in there but and normally they're just a muck about with the game and you know just literally <laughs> do stupid stuff like would you like waifu in charge of some you know they're really stupid stupid stuff right, right. and there's some other ones where they do some total conversion mods or they like add different things or they, they change maps and flags yeah, and yeah. various other you know me and flags but it's like you know there's a whole range of stuff that it edits with that and i do think there's an interesting point in there about like how you can take a good concept. Now, you still have to have a good game. Mm-hmm. The basic core yes, concept yes, yes. of the that game still has to be, be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you can move it onto, you, once you've given people that, um, when we interviewed James Swallow, which was available in the season three, episode mm-hmm. five, I want to say. Uh, well tentatively. done. When we interviewed James Swallow, he talks about this idea of like, um, he's a, a, a uh, author of I can't remember what he terms it. It's like a scene author or something. Okay. But it was basically that he basically gets given a big Lego box of like here are the rules. I remember you can take this, all yeah. this out, clip them all together, and say this is what it is. But you have to put them back in the box. Afterwards. And you compare that to the playset, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's kind of what it's like with mods, like good mods anyway. I find which is something like hairstyles, which is like sounds dumb, but it's like yeah. But it, it entirely freshens up the game because you mm. spend so much time looking at these people, and especially I know this is a question I want to ask Tim later. Um, you know, you, you spend a lot of time pouring uh you know thoughts and emotions especially if it's like your friends and family yeah. that customizing them to, to be as authentic as possible um and there's just so much stuff like, yeah. i mean we're kind of digressing slightly but um there was one particular moment where i was doing a mission yeah. and i think without the mods and the dlc it would be an entirely quite quite a bland sort of mission yeah, but there was right. about four big elements in this one yeah. mission and i was thinking whoa there's there's a chosen there i've got haircuts i've got hunters over there as yeah. well yeah. and of course you had the lost as well yeah. um which is this kind of zombie horde uh, yeah. sort of mechanic and i was like this is just so much for me to think about right yeah. now but it's utterly utterly gripping and yeah. to go back to our point i know that mega aquarium has has a lot of that going for yeah, it yeah no absolutely it does but we should probably bring it back to the main part of the episode which is we should bring tim in and have a chat with him so what what's what's that over there in the sea <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, uh, 
today, we, as we've mentioned before, we've got a very special guest in the studio. Uh, a big thank you to Tim Wicksteed for joining us today. Uh, thank you for coming down to Auric Offices. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You know, Tim's had to come through the subterranean layers, out the bottom bit. I like to think he came through a submarine because <laughs> we are here to talk <laughs> about Tim's wonderful game uh, that we are doing the console port for, which is Mega Aquarium. Um, so, uh, Tim, I guess the first question I want to ask you and the thing I, I really want to... Well, tell me a little bit about yourself, like like wh- where you've come from, who you are, and then, and then we'll get into more about the game itself. Right, yeah, sure. So, uh, believe it or not, I I actually used to be a a mechanical engineer. So I'm right. not. I haven't come into this this uh, very industry. interesting sideline career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, I did all that in uni, and then I, I had a job doing that for a couple of years, and then something about it just wasn't quite working for me. And I I was really like craving something where I sort of lived and died by what I did, and like like where you know quite high risk, yeah. but where I had you know properly I was probably rewarded if I did well, mm. you know, because mm. I just wasn't really getting that from my 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 career as an engineer and so yeah i i quit i started a company oh, wow. and i freelanced for a while um just doing like coding and stuff because all good video game people do <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I'm, I'm a i'm a programmer right. uh is, is my sort of like core skill if you like mm. um but i've always loved game design as well and um and yeah and Made made my first game, which was like this mobile game uh, called Iron Age, which is no longer available oh, because heartbreak. Oh, I just, I mean, you know, I still, I'm still quite proud of that game, but it was just so uncommercial. I just, right. I just had not kind of got my head around the market at yeah. all. And then after that was um, was actually my sort of breakout hit, which was which was Big Pharma, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, which was a game about running a pharmaceutical company and on on PC, which is obviously where I've made my home now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Mega Aquarium is just the follow-on from that yeah. um which which is uh you know all my my creation and and i'm it's it's self-published and all that so it's very much like my my baby yeah um and that's that's how we got to where we are today awesome so i mean for those for those uninitiated give us a little bit of a flavor about what mega aquarium is like what 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 what, what are we talking about when we say mega aquarium if you have just listened to this and it's the moment before you go i have to go online and purchase this thing because this this is obviously going to be the game of the year <laughs> so mega aquarium is uh basically a tycoon game about running your own public aquarium so cool <laughs> um so yeah it's all about you know you, if you if you the easiest way to look at it is if you're familiar with any of the theme park management games, yeah, yeah. you know, like old. if you're old school, you'll love theme park and mm-hmm. roller coaster tycoon. If you're new school, you might have played Planet Coaster or mm-hmm. Parkitect. So imagine that. But you're instead of looking after roller coasters, these inanimate objects, you're looking after these living beings, these yeah. these, you know, fish and other aquatic animals. And you have to you know, keep your exhibits alive and, <laughs> and deal with all of the compatibility issues and that mm. sort of stuff. So you're laying out your aquarium, you're filling it with fish and you're managing your staff mm. to keep them all alive. Yeah. Um, we, we love puns on this podcast we do to what depth Aye, uh, d- does mega aquarium go in terms of like the science behind mm. matching a fish up against another fish's habitat to what depth does it go so the main thing uh, to know about the game is that every single fish and animal in the game is actually based on real life so there's no made up things and and every single care requirement every mechanic that's attached to those animals is based on real life uh, so you know we've got things like the compatibility of animals you know obvious things like 
whether they'll eat each other, but also you've got like... <laughs> that was one of my favourite mechanics of the game when you're like, do I put this shark in here with something? You're like, mm, maybe that thing will eat. But then equally, there are some animals that do cohabit together quite comfortably yeah, that yeah. you wouldn't think naturally would cohabit together, which I, again, I found fascinating. Much like me and you. Yeah, very much so, very much so. <laughs> so it's not just about, yeah, the big and the small. It's not just like a big fish will always eat everything. I mean, you do have mm. those sorts of animals. Um, but you've got some interesting things like, you know, you, like your crustaceans, they're, they're armoured. And mm. so actually the weird thing about them is once they're fully grown, they've got their shell. They could actually live with with things that that would eat smaller crustaceans, but right. they can sort of fend fend the big ones off. And then you've got uh, the different foods that they eat. And then, actually, one of my favourite things is just the it, it, I, I term it aquascaping, which is basically great the, term. The things, that is a good term. <laughs> it sounds like a marketing term. Yeah, <laughs> the things you fill your, your tanks with, so mm. you know, plants, decorations, rocks, this sort of stuff. Um, you're trying to recreate their natural habitat in the mm. sea, right? Mm. And um, so there's a lot of sort of um, interesting decisions about creating uh, a an aquascape which is suitable for a range of fishes not just one or two yeah right okay so um where where did the inspiration for an aquarium based version of this come from what, what was it something is it something you've got a personal passion for were you at an aquarium and it sort of was like oh this is a genius idea what what, what was it that inspired you to to go down this pathway so uh my partner mm -hmm used to work in an aquarium she, she was an aquarist uh, right. which is the person who is looking after the animals Aqu aquarist 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 yeah i'd never i know so either. much today yeah. this is fascinating <laughs> that is the coolest job title ever and uh so that's the short version because mm. you can kind of see where that's gone yeah right but the, the slightly longer version is mm. we we're in the car one day and uh she was telling me about uh her job you know what she'd been up to that week or whatever and uh, the challenges she'd been dealing with and she just said as this throwaway remark oh you should make a game about running an aquarium <laughs> and i just sat there quiet for a couple of seconds and yes. i just replied i should make a game about running an aquarium and she was like no no i'm not serious and i was like no 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 and then i i bored her for the next half an hour about why it would make a fantastic game you know why you know there's all, like i've already talked about there's all these theme park games why mm. not a game about you know a living attraction mm. and uh and, and because i'd already heard about so much of the challenges that she dealt with on a day-to-day -day basis i could just these were just things that just translated just yeah. one for one with with gameplay mechanics. i was gonna say when you were hearing her talk did you think game design thing game design thing game design thing not until that conversation right yeah okay. but it all came flooding back yeah, and suddenly okay. remembered all the other things she'd been telling me and yeah. i was like whoa this is just like it's just on a platter for me. That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Was, was that a pun then? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, no, we're keeping the aquarium alive <laughs> rather than putting them on a plate. This is the the reverse of that. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So um, in terms of in terms of the game, though, like you've already mentioned that it is similar to our sort of like, you know, the theme parks, theme hospitals, blah, 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 that sort of thing. But there's a lot of those that are out there now. This one is about an aquarium, which, again, I don't know many are out there that are about aquariums. But what else is it that makes the game really unique, that, that that's really special about this one compared to all of those other ones you could pick? Sure, yeah. Um, I think... I think my some of my favorite things about the game are are that it's a it's like a very creative game so you know you're you're um you're not blowing things up you're creating things um and I think part of that as well with specific with this game is is this idea that it's not it's not solved right so it's not like you can't just like pump all the numbers into an equation and it will spit out the perfect aquarium I 
I don't know what the perfect aquarium looks like. I, I still am experimenting with layouts. And that's because it's based on all these sorts of these systems that are built on each other. Um, so, you know, for example, the interaction. I'm going to get a little bit deep here, okay? Yeah, very no good. You did it. Well you did it. Well done. Well. <laughs> going to get a little bit deep here. But like the layout of your tanks have, have so many things that uh, rely on that. So, for example, if your tanks are all really close together there's a very short distance for your staff to walk between them for feeding and other maintenance jobs. Um, but the thing is, if you the, the easiest way to do that is to have all your tanks with their backs sort of together in a circle if you sort of imagine this and they're all like their fa- their fronts like facing outwards yeah. but that might not be the shortest walking distance for guests right because your guests are having to go around the outside which right, is like okay. a long distance yeah, 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 yeah. so you know getting that interplay it's like it's not a solved quantity like yeah. some, in some areas you might be like oh let's get the guests a little the, the guest distance a bit closer in other areas let's get the walk distance but then it depends on what staff you have. Some staff are faster than others. Some feed faster. So like what the ones which feed faster, yeah, yeah. you need to get the walking distance down. The ones that walk fast, that's not so important. Yeah, it's all right. about other ways that you can optimize. You can see I'm getting quite excited. Yeah, no, there's no, no. I definitely so am. much stuff going on, all <laughs> well, these interactions. I was going to say, there's a really interesting point in the game that I found. It's, it's got a real balance between the micro and the, the, the micromanagement of everything and then the fun of it. Because you can get so bogged down in like the concept of like a paradox game, for example, where everything is micromanagement. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, boy, I'm I'm redefining what fun is here. But actually, it's like it is those little bits that help you define. Like like my first couple of playthroughs were just on the sandbox mode, so I just was sticking tanks everywhere and being like, ha ha ha, you know, <laughs> look at this big tank with this big shark in it. Great, I've done my job. But then when I started playing like through the main portion of the game, I was suddenly having to think a little bit more tactically, but it still wasn't as like. Like it didn't feel like a job, which mm. I think some games do feel like. So, uh, I mean, uh, do do you put that down to the the balance of the game? Do you put that down to the um the like the simplicity of it? And I don't mean that in a negative no, way, but fine, like, yeah. but what do you think it is that really gives it that edge? Well, I, I guess I'll talk about kind of like my goals with the game, and I hopefully I've delivered on them. But I, I with all my games, actually, you know, I th- don't think I actually did this quite as well with my last game, Big Farmer. I want it to be like super accessible. I want anybody to be able to enjoy it, but I want there to be depth there for the people who are looking for it. And one of the ways I go about that is um, you might have noticed there's like no time limits in the game. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So there's a load of objectives. And if you are playing super optimal and you're you're really thinking about your decisions, you, you're, you're building with, with port while the game's paused and you're just spending all of your money as soon as it comes in, you're just trying to like maximize, you'll be able to complete the level in less like days. Right? Yeah, right. And and hopefully that'll be a, you know, a reward, you know, because mm, you'll feel mm. like you've sort of min-maxed and you've, you've, you've played really efficiently. But if you're just sort of playing for fun, you just plunk things down, you'll get there in the end. You'll probably need an aquarium that's twice the size. <laughs> Yeah, right. right. Okay, and it will take you a lot longer to get there, mm. um, but that's okay too. Mm. So that's that's what I've tried to do, and that's I think the secret of why a lot of people describe it as quite a chill game. Yeah, but I don't think it's a game that plays itself. Yeah, okay. That, that I think that's a fair reflection. Actually, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like, you, it, how how best to, to describe that? It's. <laughs> It's the right sort of. It's the right sort of chill. I don't know. That, I'm, I'm trying to the think right of ways to quantify that. It's the right that. sort of chill where you're like, it's not like a. It's not like a switch your brain off type game. That's the thing I think I'm trying to drive at. Where you have a game that's just like. I'm thinking of no offense to anyone who likes bullet shooters and stuff like that, but like one of those ones you just move the mouse around and it's just like you know. Whereas this one, you you sit down with your you sit down with it looking lovely on your Switch or your Xbox, and you just like wonderful. I can just relax into this game and 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 like you say take it on in your own times in those different places so um so uh, tell me a little something about the about the process like like 
uh, tell me about the research you did. That is something I'm quite interested in. Like, obviously, now I know you have connections in the aquatic oh, yeah. world. Um, how much research did you have to do to go and, like, make this game as authentic? Because it feels quite authentic. Yeah, quite a lot of research went into it. So there's there's j- just under 100 species in the game, and all of those have been painstakingly researched. And, um, yeah, uh, I, have, I did actually employ my partner. Oh, really? <laughs> she was by far the best person for the job. I was going to say, yeah, you know, why not? Yeah. And the inspiration as well. So <laughs> I started off doing doing a lot of the research myself and you know I was I you know my partner would would admit this that I was sort of picking kind of duff animals oh, right. you know and <laughs> yeah. she was like no 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 you're not these and then it was like okay well do you want to do it you know <laughs> and uh, and she did a fantastic job and um you know she she already had you know there's about gosh 10 books on her bookshelf um you know all covering you know things you know ones that go into deep into sharks ones that goes deep into seahorse into even right. plants the plants wow. all of yeah. the plants are real plants yeah, yeah. and uh, we've tried to match their their sort of stats if you like mm. uh to to the real life and and try and make it so oh, they cool. work like this weird thing where you're not forced to put them with certain animals but because of the way the stats are it's sort of you're slightly incentivized oh this animal really likes leafy things yeah. and this provides a lot of like like plant points yeah and therefore often you put those together and then you go to a real aquarium and the same plant is with that animal <laughs> that's so cool have you had that moment where you've looked at a fish tank and been like hmm i would have aquascoped this slightly differently <laughs> <laughs> you know no, not so much but you know what's really great going to like an aquarium is so we have captured like 90 percent of the the the, the ones you will see in your your average public aquarium uh so it's it's really cool now i go to an aquarium and i recognize them all i can name them all i've become a bit of a weird like fish geek <laughs> and uh and that and that's that's is really there a term fun. for that like a fish nerd is there there oh, must be some know. sort of like, be, if, if there isn't then this podcast is about to turn just, yeah we should just come up with one by the end of the podcast yeah by the end of the podcast we've got to come up with a good name for it yeah and so uh let's come on to where it's gone so as you said you started on the pc and that's where you found your home um it's now moving into console. Um, firstly, how do you feel about that? Is it is that is that quite exciting? A bit nervous? But how do, how do you feel about it going out to a new audience? I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, um, so this is actually the, the first game I've ever released on console, and um, it's it's really cool to to expand the audience. And I'm really interested to see you know you know what the response to it is like. I think there's, as far as I can tell, there's not that many. Of these sort of strategic games mm. on on console, I mean, there's definitely more all the time. Yeah. Um. But I think that's going to be really fun. The 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 feeling that you can take a sort of you know semi deep strategy title, like especially like with Switch, like on yeah. the move, yeah, is really yeah. exciting. Or in yeah. the living room where you're sort of relaxed, you could even maybe like play with a, a friend or a partner, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. on the sofa making yeah. decisions together. Yeah. I think there's definitely aspects of the game which will be opened up by the console that experiences that you just couldn't possibly have on the PC version. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when we saw it, I mean, one of the big things that I know I had a conversation with Tom about was he was really much like, this is perfect for, like like you said, sitting on the sofa and just chilling to. You know, you've had a busy day. You don't want to play something really super high stressful. You don't want to have bullets flying past your head. And like you say, you don't want to destroy. You want to just be able to do something nice sometimes and be like, just want to create, just want to Those make Those are the sorts of games I go looking for these days. Exactly. Without a shadow. Yeah, we're in a much more of a mature <laughs> audience where we're, we are <laughs> at that point where we're just like, we need something that's going to feel a bit more chill. And and especially playing, like, I'm I'm very, very excited for this to come out because I'm very excited to play it on the Switch. Because it, 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 you know, again, it's that portability of it. It's like, and it does play wonderfully on the Switch. I know I sound like I'm bragging <laughs> because, you know, we've been doing the work on it, but it, but it, it feels so smooth and so easy to be able to play. So, I mean, you, you talk about that point about the strategy element of it. If you are a hardcore strategy fan or a 
strategy light person and you're trying and and you're a bit hesitant about it being on the console what can you can you give some reassurance why you think it would work on there what what do you think would make it a good a good fit for that that console i think one of the things that goes in its favor is is something you know call back to what you're talking about earlier is this this uh mix of the micro and the macro. So yes, when you are laying down your aquarium, that is a micro intensive thing. And, um, you know, you're going to be placing all those things down. But then I think a lot of the game, it's, it's, once you've set everything up, it's sort of automated and then you're just sort of tweaking. And I think that'll work really well on console. Um, you know, you can sort of, especially on that big screen, you know, you zoom out, watch your things kind of going on. And then, you know, you're just sort of interacting where you need to. Oh, this this is taking a little bit too long to feed. This didn't get fed. How can we tweak that? Um, yeah, I think that, that, that'll play really nicely. Yeah. Um, so uh, you'll be able to find out much more details about this in all the different formats and mediums that we share all our content with but Tim if we wanted to find out about more about you and more about your company and who you work for can you give us a, can give us a little bit of a plug of who you are and where we can find more about Tim Wicks Steve <laughs> yeah sure so uh, you can find my personal slash company Twitter account which is at twice circled which is T-W-I-C-E-C-I-R-C-L-E-D well done <laughs> thank you put a little jingle underneath that. oh my <laughs> god <laughs> yeah and um, but also, you know, um, just check out the the store page, type Mega Aquarium into uh, into Google, and you'll 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 come up with um, my website. Um, you know, you, you can check out the you know the Steam store page if you just want to like read up on the game before. But there'll be store pages out, I'm sure, very soon, if not already, on all the console platforms, portals, and um, and yeah, from there you should be able to find uh, all the other things that I've worked on, uh, including you know my past game like Big Farmer. And that sort of thing. And can, then we can. Can also, I ask? Sorry, do you want to go first? No, I was just going to say we can also look forward to seeing Ion come back at some point in the near future. This is what. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I was just going to say. Now, um, I want to ask a question that our listeners, our thousands of listeners, are aching to know the answer to. Okay, one game that comes up far too often on this podcast is, of course, XCOM. <laughs> um, insert foghorn. Um, can you add your friends and family as fish, and do they perma die? <laughs> Because <laughs> that is a game changer for me. Sometimes this I could avoid be a sale doing here, that. Tim. This could be a sale. Yeah, it could be a sale. Okay, okay. Let me let me talk straight. This is facts. You can rename any object in I the can game. Be a plant. You you can name a plant of yourself or a family member or a friend. You this can obviously true. do the same with animals, I'm... stuff tanks guests. I named a bench the Mike Daw memorial bench the first time I got the game <laughs> I mean I, I was sold at fish but if I can be a plant or or, or, or a tank itself or or indeed just put myself as like the, the janitor guy I'll be happy, happy I'm going to make you I'm going to make you the orange juice machine in my game <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that is cool Matthew that is orange cool. juice walker <laughs> yeah was it uh, Matthew white stance slash white orange stance walker <laughs> Yes, that's an in joke. We'll, we'll take that off. There. <laughs> okay, sure. So bad. Uh, Tim, honestly, thank you so much for coming down. We Pleasure. really, really do appreciate you so taking much. the time. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you all very soon. Fishologist. Fish. What's the? I don't know what the Latin for fish is. I, you're looking at me when you say that. Come on, you didn't speak. You didn't learn Latin Absolutely when you were at university. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, I did. It's that. That's the, that's the that's the sort of skill I would like to have. Much like your um, migration patterns the, the of aurochs. aurochs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, we did have to learn a little bit of uh, Latin and ancient Greek when yeah. I was studying classics. Yeah, yeah. I could not tell you. I mean, I basically bailed out on it quite quickly. Okay. I was like, nope, nope. And I have a lot of friends who do. I say I have a lot of friends who speak Latin. That's going to sound really like, like you know. Arsehole, but that's not what I said. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, that was mad. That really good chat. Mad lovely, chat. lovely, Tim. Yeah. Really good to have him here in the studio. Like yeah. he's such a nice bloke, and and he. I can't express this in any other way. He was getting very animated in a really excited yeah. and good way. And that's really cool to see from someone who's made a game. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about a game, you can tell when someone's like, it's all right. I hear it when you talk about bloody XCOM. But it's oh, like, you know, know but when you see right. someone's passion for it and, and it comes through, I, I, I loved it. It was fascinating. I could have talked yeah. to him for another 15, 20 minutes, yeah. honestly. So I mean, it's, it's it's one of those moments where you kind of wish we were doing the, the, the Joe Rogan YouTube thing where you can just watch <laughs> us chat instead of just hearing us. Because yeah. you can't record. Which is... A, that's a very good point there, Matthew. You made, without even realising what you've done, you've oh, done something very planned? well. I don't know. Because um, we are currently running a survey that goes alongside this series, mm-hmm. which is going to be available. Uh, you can find it on our Twitter, on go on our Discord pages and have a all look at all the socials. All the different mediums. But we're just basically genuinely asking people what's the best way for them to find an interest and find this podcast in the yeah. future and use it. Um, and one of the questions is, would it be better if this was on YouTube? Because I know a lot of people now say like, oh, podcasts need to be on YouTube rather mm. than... See, I listen to mine when I'm walking home. So I instinctively have like a, this is how I'm going to engage with said product. Mm. Um, if you want to find out more, head over to all the Auroch Digital stuff and find out. But more importantly, it is Meg Aquarium announcement time. And yes. we're very, very excited that we've announced this title. We're very excited that it's going to be coming out in September. Uh, the best month. With our fingers crossed that everything goes super duper well with that. Um but yeah, it's going to be coming out on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch. Um, it's looking great. Mm. It's looking cool. I'm really excited to play it. Um, you know, I, yeah, I'm really excited to play it. I'm really, really... <laughs> just as we were saying, well, you can't record the excitement. And here's, here's Matt with a vein popping out <laughs> yeah, of his forehead right like, now. It's going to be great. It, like, <laughs> as, as Tim said, it's it, it meets two different... It's a perfect Venn diagram, right? Okay. If you're a strategy fan... Mm. Right. Okay. It's got those elements of min maxing and sorting stuff out yeah. and being really detailed and whatever else. And if you're like just a little bit more laid back in your like slightly gaming, casual, slightly more casual, yeah. you know, it's right in the middle. You don't want to play something that's super, super complex one side, and you don't want to play something that's like super laid back yeah. on the other side. You still want some degree of a challenge. Synergy. Synergy. Harmony. <laughs> Other words that sound like business. Well, I don't know why I put an American based, accent on based on, on Based on your uh, monologue just then, uh, which should be some sort of dramatic performance because I was, I was gripped Thank by that. You. Thank you. And much. also uh, with Tim's chat, um, I'm sold. Like, I'm a yeah. convert to this thing. This sounds utterly, utterly amazing. Really, really cool. Um, yeah. So you can find more details by heading over to auricdigital.com, uh, checking out all the information that we have on there. We can also go onto our Twitter, onto our Facebook, onto our Instagram, onto our YouTube. You can check out the trailer videos there. Uh, go on Steam. You can see it on the Make Aquarium page. Tim's going to put an update on there. Mm-hmm. You can listen to this again. <laughs> you if you do, really must. If you, you know, <laughs> if you wanted to, you just get so much Make Aquarium in you. Um, so head on over, have a look, see, have a check, and then. We'll probably see you next time. Probably. Most definitely. (laughs) 